This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Hey, on today's show, the guys talk with Noah Geisel about the future of ed tech and learning. There's an East Initiative update, all that and more up next on EduTech Guys. In the jolly old land of Oz. You're listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, uh, I don't know, tuning in, downloading, listening, whatever you want to call it. Thanks for being here. Hey, take a shovel and get out to the web and dig us up because we're going to be out there. www.edutechguys.com. You can find us on all the social media. Just go to Google and type in EduTech Guys because guess what? We're there. We're everywhere at EduTech Guys. We are. Yeah, pretty exciting. That's very cool. Hey, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. What are you gonna say? Something. Speaking of oh. exciting, go ahead. We, we can do this. Let's. We can. Let's, okay. We can re- I'm gonna follow you. Go ahead. Okay. So speaking, speaking of, of exciting, exciting, we have, we have got, got a, great a great show for you, for you today. today. On today's, On today's show, show, we've got, we've got Noah, Noah Geisel. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Well, to us, I'm, the listeners just went click. Hey, listen, you better keep that play button down. Mr. Or just fast forward. That's just fine. Don't break the tape because, you know, you have to get a pencil out and tape it back together. And Oh, this isn't cassette. See, I'm thinking pod cassetting. Pod taping. Pod taping. Pod tape. Hey, this is going to be a great show. Uh, we yeah. hope you enjoy it. Noah's on the show. And uh, we're not going to banter too much because we talked to Noah for a long a time. A long, long time. And uh, we like to keep this show, you know, just about time for you to listen to us and make that drive to work or, you know, cook dinner or, you know, wash the dog or, uh, you know, um, I don't know, mow the yard. Whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. So yeah. we've got an East Initiative update. We've got <laughs> Noah Geisel. There you go. There you go. All right. Hey, let's get right to it. Well, you know, I, I thought that what you said was really interesting about this moment that we're in and how it feels a little bit different. And, you know, I, I think that there's definitely a pattern out there of a sense of a wall. Okay. And one of my kind of professional challenges over the last year and a half that I've been doing, thanks mostly just to amazing mentorship and coaching in um, 
human design, uh, human centered design facilitation work is to just notice, try and be aware of assumptions that I might be making and to notice them in the moment and then to poke at them a little bit and see, is that, is that a right assumption? The, this moment that we're in with regard to technology and it, you know, is there, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be excitement about that much new stuff. And I wonder if maybe it's less that and more that what used to be that just the, the ability to go from zero to hero in ed tech yeah. is just so accelerated compared to what it used to be mm-hmm. that you have the ability now to, you know, go to an edutech guys, you know, facilitation or go see George Kuros and, you know, you get really excited and, like a month later, you're not that far behind Matt Miller, right? Like, <laughs> you know, there's, and for every individual thing, you know, the a thousand things, sure, it's, it's a lifetime to catch up. But like to get up to where you're all of a sudden to a place of not just hanging around and messing out, but actually, you know, geeking out and teaching it to colleagues. Like, I, I think that's way accelerated. And so part of, I wonder, you know, the diminished excitement is that it's no longer just the kind of thought leaders who are introducing the new stuff and that more and more people more quickly get up to speed and that maybe it's less about the lull is maybe less a, a around a slowing down of newness and it's more about an acceleration of depth. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that you have yeah. more and more people doing more and more really deep and amazing and just meaningful things, because I, I, I don't know, like, as guys who are supporting, you know, technology in your school districts, are you seeing just that what teachers can do goes so much more deep than, you know, shiny stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's still there's still the um, Christmas morning shiny stuff factor for sure, um, but. Uh, Wait, I want to stop you right here yeah. real quick. Before we get going any farther, for our listeners, uh, let them know who you are and uh, and what you're doing and, and all that kind of good stuff. And we're just going to keep this riff going on if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Noah Geisel, Denver, Colorado. Uh, you can find me at Senor G. That's like uh, Spanish spelling of Senor, S-E-N-O-R-G. And uh, I, my, my work right now is just so various and diverse. Historically, it's been as a high school Spanish teacher had the honor and privilege of representing my colleagues in the world language show as the national language teacher of the year in 2013. And, you know, just that and my, you know, just deep interest in ed tech and measuring student growth that matters has just led to all these interesting kind of nexuses and opportunities. And so uh, for the last five years and the way that I met y'all, you know, several years ago is through digital badge credentials and my interest in, in putting on the badge summit weekly Twitter chat, badge chat, and, you know, just ways of being a community organizer, I guess, for lack of a better word, to uplift and celebrate folks. And, you know, the last few years, I've also been teaching a class called Digital Media and Learning at the University of Colorado Denver School of Education for undergrads. And um, I've also gotten really involved in human-centered design and just, uh, you know, getting a chance to go beyond kind of uh, the Design Thinking 101 workshop of this, this is what design thinking is to getting just all these opportunities every week to get into schools and actually use the the protocols and, and like find design opportunities to, to just make stuff better for our users. And it's, I, I'm just in this super exciting place uh, professionally and feeling just enormously blessed. 
Yeah, so yeah, I, I wanted awesome. to, so you know when we always get together, we pick up like, right kind of like right where we left off. You know, it's yeah. like it's like we haven't seen each other in a while. It's been a while since we've seen each it's other. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's but so we started off. You heard us started off talking about this. So let's jump back into it. Pretty much, we're talking about the state of edu, edu tech right now, education and, and technology. So, mm-hmm. David, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I wanted to make sure that those visitors are like uh, listeners are like, who are we talking to here today? So, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's going so, on? We walk yeah, in the middle my, of the conversation. Normally says Noah Geisel brings the weird. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, guess what? Go out of order. It's fine. You, we've got right. a title for this for the episode. So there it is. <laughs> that's, right. that's good. It just means more editing work for Jeff. So you know. Hey. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I was I was uh, I'm thinking it from the perspective of. Uh, I'm at an education service agency, and so when I think of um, implementing education technology, especially you know right here, right now, a lot of it is centered around uh, the Arkansas governor's uh, computer science initiative that he's had now going for a few years, and part of that is that our computer science specialist brings in the you know cool shiny new hey look at this does look what that does, and that's that kind of that kind of hooks the teachers, but then you have to do the deep dives to say, okay, that's great. Here's a, here's a Sphero and you can, you know, run it around the room. But what if we get eight of them and we tie it to say, I don't know, Huckleberry Finn and you're, you know, and the students get together and they're each Sphero represents a character in Huck Finn and you can change the colors based on their moods and where they're going and what they're doing. And you start to get into that kind of <laughs> deep dive stuff. And I think that's kind of where I see things going. But by the same token, there's still a lot of that Christmas morning. Oh, my gosh. What does this thing do? This is so cool. It blinks and it makes noise and, you know, mm. it annoys the neighbors. Mm-hmm. I almost hear you kind of describing like a from and a to that it's from, you know, how do we give people what they want in order to just get them in the door? Mm-hmm. And now that they're in the door moving to um, a, a colleague recently used this word and I'm loving it. Learnfulness. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hear you describing, right? Yeah. Is it's not just shine. Like this is bringing some learnfulness into the teaching and learning for those young people. Yeah. 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 You know what I think is interesting is that when I hear you guys talk, ask, when you ask that question and when I hear David talk about that, what I think about is uh, the new iPhone 11's out, right? So a lot of people, I've got to have it. Got to have it. It's got a new camera. It's got the new stuff on it. Um, the problem is we do that in, especially in the United States, we do that a lot. We think we have to get the newest thing. And it, the, the, the new wears off in about 48 to 72 hours. And you're right back mm. realizing that it's just a, it's, it's a phone. It's a, it's a camera. It's the same thing. I think that's what I'm seeing in ed tech. And what I'm, what I'm seeing is, is that they want the newest thing and they get it. And then they realize that the basis of teaching is still the basics of teaching. And that mm. all of that has to apply no matter what tool you're using. If we were using chalk and chalkboard or whether we're using a Chromebook or whether we're using Spheros or whatever it is. I think what's happening is is they don't want to have to rely on the ability to have a conversation and communicate with their students and actually teach. Because in the long run, that's what motivates everything that we're doing. I'm totally agreeing with you. And, you know, I I think that one of the things that you're also hitting at with that issue in the ESCs is um, a pattern that that probably is not unique to education. This is happening in every industry, Mm -hmm. everywhere. And it's boring, but also really important. And that's just like kind of the change management that goes into implementation. Mm -hmm. And that um, a lot of times we have 
really important decisions being made by decision makers who, you know, for no like kind of pejorative intent, right? Like they're not waking up saying, how can I screw this up? They, 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 they're thinking I'm doing a great favor to teachers, to students, to everyone. But there's not necessarily kind of a thoughtful change management of, okay, so if we, you know, buy this resource or incorporate this resource, what are the effects, you know, how else does that impact other things? Is this a level one change? Is this a level two change? What are the human capital kind of implications of this? What are the new processes? You know, are, are the very people who I'm trying to get to say, thank you so much, actually going to be like cursing my name in the staff room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's a really, that, that, that to me is a huge pattern that, that we're seeing is just kind of a need for kind of decision-making protocols, if you will, to say, hey, this sounds really great. And let's like, what are the questions that we aren't thinking to ask right now that we should ask so that when we make a decision, it has a way better chance of being a decision that stays made. Mm-hmm. So you know yeah. when when you're out when you're out doing your thing, um, what do you notice on uh, the reciprocation of ideas after you've left? So you know it's one thing to do it in your own house because you can pretty much tell in your group of of regular you know comrades what's going to be the take. You can see it in their faces. You know them well, and then but you know we just got back from a conference where we did two two sessions, and you know there's there's been a handful of you know people that have reached out and said, Hey, we loved it. This was great. We love what you did here. Um, but you know, what are you seeing there? And, but we don't always see that. We don't always see that at all. And so it's hard for us to tell what's actually, you know, catching on. And in that same line you were talking about there, you know, how do we see that in that rollout at your campus or at your school or, you know, in your department? You know, that's, that's, how would you see, do you, do you see a lot of that or how do you gauge your success or the success of what you're implementing? And that's such a good question, you know, and and, um, because you really should be, you know, every every best practice, we learned it in undergrad, we learned it in grad, what's your SMART goal, right? Like, what are your measurables? What are your KPIs? What are your, what? give it a name, right? But, you know, is there something against which you're kind of checking your progress as you go in order to say, are are we doing a great job? Right. Um, And so, uh, you know, you know, when you ask me who I am, what do I do? Clearly, that I'm kind of all over the map, and so my measurables are all over the map. And sometimes they align with best practices, and sometimes, uh, you know, I get really self congratulatory and don't even think to do that, and I'm just going, "Well, I'm shooting from the hip, and it feels good." So, yeah. uh, you know, so, so I don't necessarily have like a great answer to that. I can tell you that, um, you know, so, so specific to or the Aurora Public Schools, for example, where I've gotten, you know, that's a longitudinal contract, which um, you know, one of the things I was hearing when you said you got to go in and do this workshop was, you know, I had this little bit of lament because, you know, as a lot of us who get to do consulting work and get to go in and do this, like, rah, rah, really inspiring day with faculty and, and getting emails the next Monday saying, man, I, I'm staying in the profession now. I needed that. But that's really exciting. And you know, what breaks my heart is that I, I want to be brought in, you know, three more times this year. Yes. Like, let's actually go from excitement to changing behaviors and, you know, actually helping to scaffold and support people to get to where they want to go. And that is super rare, I think. I don't think we see a lot of that. You know, I, I think a lot of that's money. I think a lot of it's priorities. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's churn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're in a large metro district that's, you know, very innovative, 
I think whether it's in Denver or anywhere else in the country, just the type of person it attracts is also the type of person who maybe doesn't let a lot of grass grow under their feet, right? And so when there's churn, there's necessarily going to be changed to the metrics because the new person doesn't necessarily have the same look for us as, as the old person. And mm-hmm. so in some ways you have kind of moving goalposts that are out of your control. And, and sometimes it's not just that the goalposts moved. It's you thought you were playing football. Now you're playing darts and right. <laughs> you brought the wrong equipment. Right. right. So, and that's just a super nebulous and non-committal answer to just say like, it's a giant cluster everywhere huh? I it think. is though yeah and it's a huge opportunity to well you know as much of a problem as is it's also a really kind of concrete opportunity mm-hmm. around which people can design right yeah um and, and so as depressing as it might be the the optimist in me the designer in me also you know, gets kind of excited about the potentiality there yeah sure well and I, I think one of the key things that you landed on there is you know as as exciting as it is to come in and do a, a one-off and as difficult as it may be to, you know, make that into something that is more longitudinal, I think that right there, though, presents a very solid, tangible problem to be solved is, okay, so how do we go from a one-off presentation to, you know, showing up three or four times or making it something that's going to be spread throughout an entire school year or even a couple of years. And and I think to me, that's, that's a very exciting challenge because for us, pers- for, for us, for the edutech guys, that's kind of the, that's, that's the realm in which we are currently existing right now. And, and we've never, honestly, I, as far as I know, we've never actually sat down and, and put it into words mm-hmm. as we have just right here talking with you. And so mm-hmm. now it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I got these little light bulbs going, okay, we actually have a definable problem now we can figure out, okay, so let's, you know, let's figure out how we take the next steps. What are the next steps and and look down the road and say, okay, how do we get back into those places where we've gotten those pats on the back and that's all well and good. And we love that. That's great. But we want to show that, Hey, there's more you can do with this than just a 45 minute, you know, quick presentation. Yeah. And I, I think it's also just a, such a great opportunity in those conversations to talk about humans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. To say, so who are, so here's this decision we're going to make, not just what are the measure, not just what are your goals and what are the measurables of those goals, but you know, for whom are we doing this? Right. Right. Who are our users and what are their needs? Have we like, have we even assessed what their needs are? Because mm-hmm. if not, maybe we need to step back from metric from, you know, results metrics and just first figure out like, is the scratch actually for the right itch, right? Is this a solution for the wrong problem? Mm. Um, let, let's first identify the problem and whose it is and what their needs are, you know, and, and that, that to me is, you know, also really helps us get into, you know, like I said before, the, the measuring growth that matters, mm-hmm. right? Like it's really easy in education to have metrics around, you know, as a high school Spanish teacher, you know, I may have a supervisor who's really interested in how my students are doing at the, you know, district practicums or whatever, you know, at the end of the semester, you know, in Spanish one, you know, my, my metric is, that I'm way more interested in is, you know, nine years later when that freshman is, you know, 23, hopefully a college graduate, are they emailing me to tell me that they're bilingual? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Like, did they study abroad in college? Like, that's a metric that I think is way more important and probably indicative of the job I was doing for them as a 14 year old, as a Spanish one teacher. And when we think about the impact in, you know, for the rest of their life, like if they can conjugate a couple of verbs, like there's a lot of people who got an A on that worksheet and today don't speak a second language, right? Like I'm way more interested in, are they going to be global citizens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, are they, are, are uh, am I doing things in my class for this 14 year old that's going to help them? you know, for a job, you know, just a successful future nine, 10, 11 years from now, when, you know, in this future of outsourcing and automation and jobs that don't yet exist, because right now I I, I don't know that, you know, a lot of our measurables are really focused on that. I think they're focused on, on today and not the needs of, you know, what is the kid when they are 30, what do they need to look back and thank us for? you know, that this was our measurable. Yeah, yeah that's exactly, exactly right. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about that itch. You know, that, that's really interesting because I look at the way most conferences are going now and the way they provide um, training and sessions. It's provided, what are they providing for? The student as the you know, the end, you know, a user? Or are we providing for the teacher? And, you know, perception is a really interesting thing. Um, the perception of the country right now is, education's not working, we're teaching to the test, and students aren't being prepared to hit the workforce and do what they need to do to get it done, which we know that's not necessarily the truth, but that's the perception. And so we're not really working with our educators to help them understand you have to make perception reality. You've got to make it you know, where those two actually do cross over and one becomes the other. Because right now, that's not happening. You know, we're not training our teachers to understand exactly what they're trying to achieve 10 years down the road because that's that's not what we're thinking. And I don't know how we accomplish that, how, how we fix the perception of education. Because, the I mean, then yeah, I don't have any data to, to back this, but I can just tell you the global perception of education in the United States is it doesn't work and that, you know, we're, we're missing so many key factors. But that's the problem I have when I go to conferences now. They're so large. There's so much going on. And my perception is nobody's really getting anything they can just, you know, sit down and eat. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, go to the buffet, get a couple of shrimp and whatever's left over the cheese and move on to the next one. Because there's just not a lot, to, there's just not a lot going down there. And it's just like, I've got to show you the newest thing in Buncey and let me show you the Flipgrid thing and let me show you this, this Sphero shooting across the way and, hey, check it out, 3D printing, you know, and that kind of stuff. I mean, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but that you've opened up a great can of worms to me about, you know, what we're actually accomplishing. You know, what are we training our teachers to accomplish with, mm-hmm. you know, scratching And I don't think any of your listeners are going to hear you kind of dogging on the Ciro, the Buncey, the Flipgrid. Oh, no, no, not at all. I think it goes back to that point that that you were making before around just, you know, meaningfulness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, is this just, you know, like a a exotic one-off because we were at the all-you-can-eat buffet? Or is this something that is, you know, engaging, impactful, and making a difference. Well, you know that's it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's it. Is yeah. it something I only get every once in a while, or can I have it every day? That's 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 exactly what I'm trying mm. to say. Wonderful tools. Those are excellent tools. But with the way we present them to educators is, let me show you this cool tool, and you're pretty much going to see this one trick pony. 
you know, am I giving you enough to take home and eat it every day? Do you do you want to have kale every day? Do you want kale every day? Because it's good for you. And here it is. You know, so, yeah. But you know, I mean, that's that's the kicker. And and I think you're right. Um, as long I, as it's delivered by a Sphero robot, give me yeah. what I want, so you can give See, me what I there need. There you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 something that just I. I, I just a tangent that I want to go on because I haven't had a chance to talk about this with a lot of people. And, and it, because we're talking about this human thing, just there's just so much opportunity. A lot of people, you know, it, you know, and you're seeing it in Arkansas with resources, right? We don't have access to resources. And, you know, one of the things that we are seeing just over and over again in this, you know, human centered design, which is, you know, in a lot of ways, just a different word for design thinking. If folks are wondering, well, what's the difference? Same thing for all intents and purposes. But I, I think that one of the things that's important really is that, you know, if you allow yourself to believe that you are a designer, that's really the most expensive part of the process, you know, <laughs> that, the time and the belief that you can do it. And so, you know, that all of a sudden opens up a lot of doors where we look at something and say, is that really a problem or is it a opportunity with very, you know, restrictive design constraints? Hmm. And um, especially if we have leaders willing to give us permission to dabble and, and potentially fail, um, we can really do amazing things with just a little bit that are just super exciting. And, and do you guys care if I give you just one or two just awesome yeah, no, examples no, no, from yeah. recent? Smack us. We, we got to be in this elementary school. And, and this is a school without resources. This is, you know, super high free and reduced lunch, low budget, um, you know, and, and, you know, if we want to go deficit mindset, like a lot of predictable data points, they would say this is a school of struggles. Um, and, you know, a staff that's really bought into, you know what, we want to do better. And, you know, we, we don't know how. And if you tell us we're designers, we're willing to believe it. And just uh, we, we've got to do all this work with the staff. And one of them that, that was just awesome, we got to work with these second grade teachers who were thinking, well, we want to, well, we want to mess with this measurement unit. We just want it to be awesome. Okay, well, we kind of dove in, figured out what they really wanted out of the unit. Okay, well, based on that, you know, before we do some real ideation, you know, now it's time to go talk to your users. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, we're the users. I said, no, you're second graders are the users. Well, but they have a sub. No, we're going into classrooms. We're doing user empathy interviews with the second graders. What are you into? And so we, we go in there. We help them kind of chart out, you know, answers that these kids are saying. I'm into trees. Oh, what are you into trees? Like that because they're big, because you like to climb them, because they're different colors. Oh, I'm into my family. I'm into presents. I'm in, and so then we take this information. This is what kids are into. We go back and start ideating around what we're going to do. You know, we, we these teachers end up coming up with. You know what we're going to do is we're just going to like dazzle these kids with the intro to the measurement unit where instead of them coming in and all four of us are going to be doing the same thing in each of our classrooms, they're going to get this like carnival experience where they go from classroom to classroom. So right there, there's novelty and there's going to be a measurement fair in this classroom. It's going to be, you know, we're inviting in family members and you're going to measure them in this classroom. We're just wrapping a bunch of presents and you're going to walk into this room full of presents and we're going to introduce the concept of measure. Here's a paperclip. Go find a present that's smaller than a paperclip. Yeah, you know, here's here's a belt. Go find a paper a present that you that is you know taller than two belts. You know, just and and they're you know fast forward a few weeks. We're getting emails where they're telling us, hey, I'm hearing from parents, you know, wondering how come their kid went from being obsessed with trains and dinosaurs to obsessed with measurement. Yeah, measurement. You know, this parent calls in like. <laughs> 
I, I, we freaked out. We thought the kid was about to go strangle the baby. He was over the crib with the baby and he had this rope. And then we looked, he was measuring with a tape measure, wanted to me- measure baby sister. He was obsessed. <laughs> Not, you know, is it because measurement is so cool? No, it's because these teachers design an amazing unit around measurement. Um, and, you know, the, the funniest thing was, you know, they're sitting there and admitting at the end, what, you know, whoa, we had this half day and like we were feeling really nervous looking at the clock saying we're in the last 30 minutes and we haven't opened the binder (laughs) and we never got to the binder and we were panicked, but now we realize it's not about the binder. Like we have the answers in our own heads, you know, and as a facilitator, it's just a really kind of just humbling and just rewarding place to ask them questions and just help them kind of dream in color and and come up with those answers, you know, and that, that didn't cost them anything. They didn't have to go sign a new vendor contract. They just, and now, you know, and they're doing new stuff this year where they figured out this process that if they apply it, it can help them go in these, you know, new directions. And it's just really exciting stuff. Yeah, that is, oh my gosh, that's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, that's well. I love what you said there about to, to strangle the baby. That, that would just made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a story I'm going to share later. The um, well, you know, that's how you know is that when we talk about the metric, right? What's well, the metric? Is the metric some like that the student is partially proficient on eight point four point C, or is it that like sure. the parent is calling in going? I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but my kid is obsessed with learning this yeah. esoteric stuff, right? Yes. So, and, and that's the kicker. And, and I love the way they came about that. I, I love the fact that you went back in and you interviewed the kids. You got to get to know the kids and know what they're looking for because we forget that they're kids. And I know how exciting it is for me to be talking. David and I, we drive a lot, so we'll be talking about something. And then three days later, you know, I'll hear that song we talked about or there'll be a reference to it. Um, and that piques my interest one more time. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to do with these kids. We have to get continually surprise them and pique their interest. And and that's that's exactly what you did there. You they didn't realize you were giving them the answers to what you needed to get them excited the next time. So that and it's cool to know the teachers can actually take that and go, hey, let's run with this bad boy. And I don't have the answers, right? Even when I'm hearing the right answer, I'm not in the moment necessarily aware of it, right? That, that right. I'm not coming in as this prophet. I'm I'm a facilitator. Um and you know, I, I guess if you want to know the other thing that, I, that I'm really hot on right now with regard to facilitation is um, like getting to know kind of different types of thinking preferences of our users mm-hmm. um, in order to, and when we have access to that, we can shape how we show up based on for whom we are showing up. And so like a super easy, you know, example of, of a way that I saw that done recently that just blew my mind was you know, that you have some people who are super conceptual, you know, idea people, and you have some people who are super structural, you know, want a bullet point list kind of people. And you're know, doing a, a facilitation where, okay, you know, uh, turn to the next page in your packet and here's this prompt, you know, write one sentence, the first sentence that comes to your mind with this prompt. And for those of you who are looking at that blank piece of paper and it's just not coming to you, we invite you to turn it over. There's lines. On the other side, if you're a super structural person, maybe those lines are, are going to better meet your needs. And this lady looks across the table at me and just mouths, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, just this one yeah. little yeah. thing yeah. of you know, recognizing what their needs are, you know, helped us in this facilitation take something that might have been draining for them and instead mm. take it to a place of, you know, actually making it energizing for them. Yeah. It, yeah. That's that is a great. I'm going to use that as a soundbite. By the way, that's that is exactly the key right there. 
You know, it's funny when you get in front of a group of people, it's hard to, I, I, I know some great people that do great presentations. I mean, they're just awesome. They're great facilitators. They know how to do what they're doing and they can read a room in about five minutes or 10 minutes and they have that ability on the fly to provide um, all key points necessary for everyone in that room. You ever notice that? And, you know, and I mean, we all kind of I, I wish that. I had that, I do you know, too. I personally have to rely on just asking questions yeah, yeah. and, you know, I, I had the privilege, what, three weeks ago now to go to Bucaramanga, Colombia. So I, they brought me down to uh, about an hour and a half outside of Bogota. Uh, I'm at this university, amazing place. And in addition to the keynote, they, they had me do a workshop and, and I probably spent six hours preparing my slide deck and, you know, everything for this two hour workshop. I show up and you know, just ask a couple questions of the room and said, well, we're not touching the slide deck. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, then yeah. if I, if I do it, it's about my own ego and satisfying that I spent six hours on this. And so darn it, you're going to get it. Yeah. But the fact is, is it was not going to meet their needs. And you know what I mean? And so I was able to, do, that, that wasn't me like innately reading. It was very explicitly just, you know, tell me about what you're teaching. What, what are your, what gets mm -hmm. you excited? What are your challenges right now? And me realizing that what I prepared was completely off. And instead we, we just took what they kind of expressed as their needs and said, you know what, would learning about this meet your needs? Cause that's something I know about. And they said, yeah. And we dove into that and, you know, 45 minutes later we said, okay, that's it. What's next. And, you know, two hours later they said, this was a great workshop and it had not like, I hadn't prepared anything. Yeah. It was just about what do you need and what way, how my eye is your servant help me that need. And, you know, or, or at least, you know, sit next to you side by side and we can Google search it together. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, that's the key. It's just, it's just really powerful stuff. I think when we kind of set aside our own egos and just make it about the other people. And, and that's something that, you know, like uh, it's been learning growth for me personally, you know, when people start showing up to your sessions and saying, that's such a great presentation. And, you know, you start thinking, I loved your blog posts and, you might have answers, you know, and <laughs> it, it can be a, a, a easy place to kind of believe that. Yeah, yeah. And luck, I, I think I'm just really lucky that I have a wife who doesn't, yeah. and she <laughs> she has no problem tying a string to my balloon and and then pulling it real close and putting a pin in it. And and you know that that's really has helped me, you know, realize it's not about you know any answers I have. In fact, like the greatest resource I can be from people is helping come up with questions that they haven't already come up with themselves. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, and then ultimately helping them, not, not providing the answers for them or not giving the answers for them, but helping them find the answers, frankly, for themselves. Hmm. I mean, you said it earlier, they've already got the answers. You just help yes. facilitate getting them, you know, out of that deep buried part of their brain into the forefront and out of their mouths and, you know, onto the, electronic digital paper or whatever it looks like and go, Oh, look, man, you're awesome. You have it. You know, I can't believe, you know, you, you showed us this and, you know, and, and you're going, I, I didn't, all I did was help you bring it out. I, I didn't turn do... the paper over. There's lines on the, yes. Other side. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes like our greatest, you know, kind of work is just giving people permission to yes. have the audacity to believe in their own awesomeness. Yeah, color outside that the is, lines. That is, and that's, yes, that's it. Yep. Hey Noah. So um, if our listeners want to reach out to you and steal all your ideas and bug the snot out of you, what's the best way they can get? <laughs> yeah. Twitter is the easiest way, frankly. I, you know, I'm pretty easy to um, access. 
um, through other mediums. Yeah. You know, I could give out my cell phone number, but even, yeah. I never answer it. I'm terrible at texting. Um, I, I, I'm terrible at email. I'm yeah. terrible at Facebook. Twitter is the one thing where, where I'm probably going to get back to you pretty quickly. That's how I got you, you. You did. I got if you. If you poke you. me, I'll, I'll respond again. And yeah, boom. So it's uh, at Senor G, S E N O R G. You're, you're welcome to email me, Pura Vida Noah um, at gmail.com. Uh, I, I don't know if right now I'm, I, I, I might have let some website stuff expire. So as far as an actual website, I, I might not be the most accessible. Um, unless if you uh, on the digital badge front, bit.ly slash badge summit. If you want to kind of see a conference that hopefully is doing things differently mm -hmm. than a lot of other conferences and really just anchoring it in what do our attendees need and how might we meet that need. Um, it, that this, it'll be in its fifth year this year. It'll be in Anaheim right before ISTE, um, bit.ly slash badge summit. And, you know, if you are looking for somebody to give you the permission to have that audacity of believing you're an awesomeness, you know, with your own badges and ideas, I'm going to give you that. Trust me, submit a proposal. You're already accepted. Done. Well, let's get you sharing. And and because, uh, you know, even your worst idea probably has a lot in it that other people can learn and grow from as well. Oh, awesome. Excellent. Hey, Noah, thanks for sitting down with us again. It's been a while. No, thank you guys. I, I'm just so grateful for everything that you all are doing. Um, you know, I, I, we don't hear enough from you know, rural communities. We don't hear enough from, you know, like good things from, you know, the, the communities that you're serving. And, and so just thank you for all you guys are doing to change the world. Cool. Thanks, man. Well, thank you very much. Hi there. I'm April Jackson, and this is your East Update. This week, we sit down and talk with Jason Crater, one of four 2019 Amazing Educators selected by Little Rock Family Magazine. Recently, you were awarded the 2019, you were one of four awarded the 2019 um, Amazing Educator Award. Tell me how you felt about that. It was a big surprise. I mean, I, I, I had no idea that that was in the works. Uh, there was a, we do the morning news show at our school and we put it out and a little blurb came to there's a, an assembly on Friday, but there's usually, you know, some more information other than just this vague, there's an assembly at 1.30 that you need to be a part of. So we've been announcing it all week and I hadn't really even thought, you know, much about it, but I knew I needed to be there at 1.30. And so I had a group of third graders in my classroom and it was time to go to the assembly and the superintendent shows up at the door, Mr. Poor. He's been in my classroom a couple of times, and so it's not unusual, you know, for you know for him to stop by because he likes to kind of look out, look, you know, keep up with what's going on at our school. But one thing that was un that was very unusual was, you know, the kids left, and he wanted to just talk to me about East in in the, my classroom for a while. And I thought, okay, it's kind of odd. I'm in the room with the superintendent by myself here, you know, for like 10 or 15 minutes. I think something may be up, you know. That was, and that was a great moment. I walked in there, and um, uh, the people from uh, Little Rock Family Magazine, you know, started to talk about we we have this award here today, and they started, you know, mentioning a few things, and the kids just started shouting my name. She didn't even get she she had a chance. She read like the first sentence, and everybody's like, Mr. Crater, she's like, oh, there's no need for me to like read the rest of this, just come on up here. So she didn't even read, you know, she had a whole page of stuff to read, she didn't read all of that. So I got to come up and everyone was excited and uh, you know, it, it, that's, that's just a nice moment to look out there in the crowd and, and feel that love from your school.
homeschool family, you know, because we as teachers, we put a lot in and, you know, sometimes we don't get a lot out. But when you have a moment like that, uh, it really, it really uh, solidifies why it is that you're a teacher. If you're interested in learning more about EAST or hearing the full interview with Jason, visit our website at eastinitiative.org or follow us on social media at The East Initiative. I am April Jackson, and this has been your East Update. man thank you so much to april jackson the east initiative and uh, all the folks there at east for bringing jason crater onto the program for their update that yeah. is very cool they always bring something great there's always something good going on in the east yeah so remember check them out eastinitiative.org that's it can't wait till their conference in the spring oh my gosh that is going to be so much fun it's really cool uh they get all of the east students well not all but a bunch of the east students all come in and they've all they they essentially get to show off what projects they did whether yeah. it's 3d printing a leg because the student didn't have yeah. one or, or it's the runoff water supply in hot springs yeah i mean it doesn't flood the city yeah, I mean, or, or crazy stuff revamping the local history museum i mean it's yeah. amazing what these kids do with the east program or a massive game of red rover no i'm kidding although they should do that it's a good idea <laughs> Hey, listen, we hope you've Inside enjoyed this show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, the, we've got a lot of interviews coming up for the next rest of the season. We're just book solid heading into the uh, spring, and uh, so we hope you're listening to the show. Don't forget to go out to our page, www.edutechguys.com. Give us a uh, drive down the bottom of the page. You'll find a nice little uh, form there. You can reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Follow us on the social media at sign. Edutech guys. Yeah. And if you'd like to be on the show and share your story, go to beaguest.edutechguys.com. That's it. Hey, it's been a wonderful show. Yeah, man. I've had a good time. Me too. Awesome. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time in the jolly old land of Oz. Me. You've been listening to the Edutech Guys. Edutechguys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.